from the cab by Ben Creek and Craig White. In this podcast, we're going to give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and managing your farm. We're passionate about agronomy and everything farming-related, agriculture-related, and we look forward to having you join us on Agronomy from the Cab. Agronomy from the cab. It's July 2019. I'm in the cab today on a very wet, or oh, after a very wet period actually, and a bit windy today, Ben. But yeah, how are you going today? Good mate. Good mate. Yep. Very, uh, very chilly and uh, blustery today. Just getting over a cold, but uh, yeah. seems to be going around a bit at the moment. It is certainly is. A lot of people have got that at the moment. But um, yeah, we're just going to go for a bit of a drive and have a look at a few bits and pieces. We were just looking at a. Uh, Bayer trial that we've got there, looking at some new pre-emergence and just counting sort of the weeds and whatnot, but not a lot happening in there at the moment, but as the year gets going, I'm sure we'll see a lot more, Ben. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, it's, uh, we're still dealing with a bit of non-wetting and staggered germination, so I think uh, definitely shortly we'll start seeing things uh, getting away. Yeah, for sure. No, a few puddles around, which is nice to see now, finally, Ben. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Yes, I think we all breathe a sigh of relief when the... Uh, when the rain came, but uh, I think for where we are, um, so Boyup Brook, uh, we're so south Boyup Brook, we're probably sitting on about 125 mils for June now, so that's, yeah, look, the, the profile's looking fantastic now here, and on my travels around the place with other guys, yeah, very, very pleasing, so it's good. Uh, it's fantastic to see. So, yeah, we'll just head down the laneway here, and, yeah, out each side, I guess there's the... Um, pastures at the moment are going a bit slow so there's still a fair bit of hand feeding going on I don't know if you're still doing that and many clients are Ben. Yeah look we're still feeding um, most mobs are still getting three three times a week um, a few of them are being dropped off to um, to two uh, two feeds per week uh, they're still getting around six six kilos um, a head uh, per week that is on the three feed three feeds a week um, and I would say most guys are still, yeah, look, most guys, if not all, are still feeding, but we're getting that uh, ability now to drop a few paddocks out and um, drop the feed ration down a little bit, which is uh, always a bit exciting for everyone. I know the feed people are looking forward to uh, washing the feed trailer and fixing anything up and putting it away for another season. Yeah, so is there any sort of guidelines or where do you get your information to know, you know, how much you should back off? You don't want to back off too early and have stock lose condition if they aren't getting what they need from the pasture so what do you do to determine that Ben? Look um, myself look I'd, I've done um, um, the lifetime year management course is something I'd recommend for um, all growers to do to be honest I think that was a very valuable course I did mine with Jonathan England um, Ag Innovate and um, I was actually in it with Ed Regal as well um, and both of those guys really taught me a lot with pasture development and obviously with studies and what have you in the past but um, I think um, you know it's something that you have to gauge at the moment you know the sheep it's cold they're still needing a lot of grain they're still needing um, a fair bit of ME um, and you know there's some mobs that they're just they're just leaving it I think it's the visual signs as well as the uh, technical uh, yeah. information that you have to gather. Yep, just intuition and of course you know, different to humans in a way when it's freezing cold outside you're going to be burning a bit more off so I guess keeping an eye on that. Now we just come to the end of this laneway where do you want to head to the right and we'll, go through, here, we'll yeah. go through here and have a look at um, some of this blue gum country nice yeah. and open up there Ben and um, we talked on the last agronomy from the cab about 
how you renovated this country from how many years was it in blue gums again? Uh, 21 years in blue gums um, and then harvested, uh, what was it, harvested, pulled and cleared and then uh, cropped. So, um, yeah, no, it's been good. Yep, so if you're interested in knowing what was actually done here and you haven't listened to that episode, that was the previous one to this. So go and have a look and now we're going to go and look at uh, what the crop looks like in that particular oh, area, I suppose, Ben. Yeah, look, things have come up pretty well here. I've sort of um, had a chat with a couple other um, clients sort of north of Boyp that have done a similar job and, um, yeah, look, to be honest, pretty pleasing. There's still the non-wedding uh, side of things is, is obviously going to be an issue and with our forest gravels down here it's an issue anyway. But, but yeah, yeah, exactly. The, uh, there's been a few good tools, SE14 and uh, there's a couple of other products that are around. I know Macro Fertile last year, when they were Macro Fertile um, as one, they had a product that you could spray on, um, SE14 down the tube and obviously we found a bit of tillage and a few other things like that was uh, was a helpful uh tool for us too so mm. yeah and you remember last year Ben I was just sort of on the subject of the weather at the moment being quite brisk and cold I think it's going to get to a maximum of 12 today while we're recording yep. according to the bureau do you remember what I um, asked you about this time last year what are penguins wear on their heads oh now now you're testing me I can't remember now mate oh come on mate <laughs> ice caps ice caps that's the one yeah that's right <laughs> alright no, it's um, all good to see so we're just entering the blue gum area um, as we speak, I think, and yeah. Um, yeah, good to have a look in here and and see. I mean, the thing that probably strikes me the most is a lot of that, you know, remnant piles and things that you had. And you've certainly worked on a lot of that. Probably picked a few old stumps and a few rocks and things too. Have you? Been many uh, many tractor buckets and uh, <laughs> motorbike trailer loads and ute loads of sticks and stones and no, it's been a good um, it's been a good challenge, a good project, and um, yeah, it has been a lot of work for sure, but. Uh, challenges uh, is is what what we live for isn't it we love love yep. work and um that's it the uh, look the, the couple of things i would note in here is um you know the grass uh, burden is still after that long period of time in trees the grass burden is still quite high so um, what's the predominant grass in there we'll get out and have a quick squeeze in a minute but what's the predominant grass probably silver grass is is, the, is uh, one of the one of the big ones um also, wild oats is a, is can be. A, I know that was a big issue last year. And cape weed, good old cape weed. I'm amazed um, how that can hang around. But um, yep. we've been able to keep it very much under control. So things actually look um, look pretty good. Um, a few wet areas um, that we're finding. I mean, it's new country, I guess. So we're still finding where the areas and the management areas are. Um, Just on that, I mean, how do you find the trafficability if you go cruising across there with a vehicle? Is there likely to uh, end up getting bogged into a hole, or is it all pretty stable? What do you reckon, Craig? We'll give it a go. We've got a tractor here. We could pull you out, I think. That's true. This is a bit of the spot to do it, not <laughs> not over about 3Ks over there. That's we it. can do it nice and close to this uh, this rake area here. But, um, but No, look, I think the, the big area, so most of it was pulled with um, Michael Lloyd's stridum uh, oh, puller. Oh, yes. But yep. where the areas that had to be, like a few tight trees, they had to get a digger in just to pop those ones they're actually the trap they've pulled out a big root a lot of clay so um yeah. where she sent the spreader down to its axle just um, on one of those and we pulled out just to have a look wow. out of curiosity and sure enough it was a digger hole so right yep the actual um the actual puller and plucker is pretty good to be honest yeah yeah cool and what's going on here you've got this area where you obviously had some old stumps and they're sort of still smoldering away just cleaning up yeah this was a trash heap that was burnt so the main trash are leaves and small sticks and 
rubbish that they pile up into the the big uh, big big piles that was burnt uh, three weeks ago and it's still smouldering so um, I think if we've had one that burnt in three days when it was dry and this one had a bit of rain on it so it's uh, taking a little bit longer to um, to burn out but, yeah. um, but it looks um, pretty good and nice and tidy and obviously next year you'll be able to crop right through that section as well I imagine yeah yep we've done one that's uh, further up the top up here that's um, they've obviously put the trash on there's a few stumps under it but we've managed to be able to pull pull them out even just with the little amount of two that's um, whether they've broken down even in a year so it's been quite good yep uh, very good so I'll tell you what it's quite nice to drive through these puddles of water it's pretty good isn't it <laughs> yeah no very nice yeah. um, still a few spots around the state they've been that are quite low in their rainfall figures and yeah. that's providing pretty challenging but just on the yeah, topic much. of that I guess the variability I mean this looks all pretty even to me just driving along here at the moment um, but we were just talking earlier over at the Bayer trial there that uh, we've got clients that have got <clears throat> anything from Cotyledon to what did you say yeah up to seven leaf canola seven leaf canola so making those spray decisions quite challenging yeah very much the I think that's the uh there's, there's still like right now even after that 120 odd mils of rain and I, and I have a feeling North Boyup has um has had more more than us southern Boyup guys and um we've still got um uh, basically we'll dig it down and it's still dust so um, yeah right so uh, non-wetting and just dry just dry yeah do you want to check that rain gauge yeah we can check this rain gauge so we'll look Oh, all right, mate. You uh, almost need another cylinder in there. It's nearly full. What's that say? Twenty-three. So Twenty-three mil on this one. Well, that's just over the weekend. So that was a good, uh, a good bit of rain. Interestingly, we are about two kilometres from the the house, and I tipped out fifteen. So um, wow, a little oh. bit of a variation there. Right there, you go. And over at my place near at Bridgetown, I tipped out thirty over the last day and a bit. It yeah. rained pretty solid last night. It certainly did, yeah. It was gentle, but beautiful it was rain. a good good, beautiful rain, so hopefully a bit more runoff for the dams as well. We've been lucky, actually. It hasn't come down um, in huge thunderstorms and lots of ruts, but to be honest, I don't think many of us would mind that at the moment. We're, when we didn't get any rain in May and hopefully the, May, we were, we'd be pretty happy to get any rain. So um, Fill up mm. and fill up the dams. Yeah. It's still reasonable low, so still a way to go yet, I reckon. I think so. We sound a bit greedy down this way, but I know um, we do, don't we? it's yeah. important, though, because, you know, water is just so critical to getting us through that summer period. Yeah, and if yeah. we don't get it over this winter time, then uh, it's just going to be a long summer, I'm my feeling. But we've still got a few months to go yet, obviously, yeah. where it will rain. Which is terrific. So yeah, I think one thing I'd say I'll mention in a minute is about uh, aphids and mites. Oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so looking at that, I mean that variable crops as well, Ben, um, because of the way the conditions have been. It's something I was sort of talking to you about back there at the trial site. Was you know I guess it is the more advanced crop stages that are going to make the you know make up big part of the yield at the end of the day, and you know it's just a matter of assessing the paddock. Um, as to you know, how much of it, because it is a difficult decision. Do you wait and wait and wait um, so you don't get any crop effect, or do you just go because you've got to protect that uh, most advanced and high potential stuff as well? Very much so, and that's been the uh, the challenge of late because um, we've had grass coming up, yeah, you know, in, in some guys' um, crops right alongside. So we've got, like, like we talked about, cotyledon and canola uh, versus six and seven leaf, and they've, yeah. they've just got to go in there and get their clethodium out. Um, obviously we want to try and wait for a couple of true leaves but um, in some instances you've just got to protect what you can and, and the big issue that a lot of um, guys have had is this late emerging 
uh, canola, lupins and clover pastures, whether it be an established pasture or a reseeded pasture, the, the red mite, my goodness, they have been really hammering the, um, the slow-growing stuff, and it's been so okay. cold. So is it all red-legged earth mite? What about anything else, you know, barobia or velociums? Uh, yeah, bro- or- yeah um, seen barobia. Red mite seems to be the dominant one um, just on my travels, just between sort of Manjimup and Boyabrook, so Manjimup, Bridgetown, yep. Boyup. Um, veggie weevil on canola, that's been, yep. um, that's been hammering it a bit. And that's the interesting thing, you know, we're still putting insecticides down with uh, knockdowns and we're doing bare earth treatment and we've got... Um, seed treatments and we're still getting um, a little bit of insect pressure which has been interesting yeah so i guess you know it begs the question whoa a couple of foxes up in front of us running through there. there's a lot of them around at the moment a gun. yeah what do you see when you haven't got a gun i've had people actually say that to me when they've met me in the street ben they've said the people you run into when you haven't got a gun yes you don't yeah, yeah. but they don't mean that literally oh, surely oh, surely i think that's the same when you give someone a recommendation after some days there's a big long list of jobs for them yeah well you, the gun instead well you forgot the important part about that mate that you didn't tell them to go fishing for a few weeks after yeah. they sprayed it yeah big time uh, all good um so yeah i suppose it begs the question with those insects too you know that mm. you can actually get resistance or testing done of for you know see if they are becoming less sensitive to different groups of insecticides that's probably an important thing we talk about weed resistance fungicide resistance insect resistance um so yeah not saying that it definitely is that because it can just be pressure and conditions wise but um still important and if people want to know more about that get in touch with ben or i there's our email address agronomyfromthecab at gmail.com and Ben and I are also on Twitter. Ben, what's your Twitter handle, mate? At Farm Agro One. That's at Farm Agro One. Mine is at Photo by CW. At Photo by CW. You can find Ben and I on Twitter if you want to ask any questions. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, feel free to um, to uh, pick your brains and, and if you know. And the thing is, if we can't answer those, we, you know, we, we can uh, hopefully direct you to someone absolutely um, who's uh, you know a full bottle on them as well. Yep, uh, the contacts um, is what it's all about, the networks, and if you've got a question, get in touch. We're only too happy to uh, try and answer that, or we'll answer it if we know. If we don't, as Ben said, we will speak to someone and use our extensive networks um, to try and help out. Yep, no, definitely. Yep. Yeah, so no, it's looking really good along here, Ben. These, um, just tell us a little bit about what you did here, if you don't mind, on the sewing plan, and how do you feel the nutrition? Obviously, there's going to be a lot of variability across these blue gum paddocks but um what's your feeling so far it looks all green to me at the moment yeah look everything's looking really good um I mean, it was it was sown very early and i think that's key to whether it's blue gums or anything yeah, like even just you know your normal ground if you know getting having a crop early sown and and dry if if need be um i mean the wheat belt guys that's uh, that's a, a given thing given, for them yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know and i take my hat off to them i think it's um you know if this year was a big uh, Probably a big shock to a lot of us uh, doing um, dry sowing. Um, yeah, we're going to still a lot of guidance systems. You actually see, but um, uh, just on that, I mean the dry sowing too. Ben, I'm noticing. I think it's Canada. I'm noticing on Twitter, yep. and the and maybe parts of the US. I'm not exactly sure the spots. But picking up a little bit, they're saying certainly unprecedented issues over there with dry sowing and things. They and a lot of them actually they sound not so happy about it. Um, and actually, really, to be honest, I'll borderline stressing out about 
how to deal with this because it's not something they've ever had to deal with. No, they're not used to it. I, as a couple of guys I've spoken to over there and exactly what you've said is very foreign to them. They've yeah. saying into, normally saying into beautiful moist, moist conditions. So if you're in the US or Canada and uh, you're interested in having a chat to people that have experienced it a lot, um, being Australian farmers, then you know you can get in touch with us as well. Only too happy. I know it's a different country, different systems, but hey, we can often share um, that we can grow some fantastic crops even when they are dry sown. Yeah, no, definitely. And as you say, the, you know, in the wheat belt of WA, other parts of Australia, dry sowing has just become more the norm than the exception as well. So, yeah. still doing pretty well out of it. I think the um, going back to the nutrition side of things on blue gum country. Um, Whitey, I think you know from the guys that I work with in, in our own place, they've been so varied, and I, and there's no what's the word? There's no one that's the same. Right. You know, yeah. there, there's always low NPK, but then the pHs have been surprising. On some, you know, we've we've had some pHs which have has, have been up as high as five point eight, and there's some as low as four point three. So, yep. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's been a, I think the weed pressure. Um, is probably something is one of the bigger goals um, finding the management zones that are either wet or areas that are too rocky yeah, a lot of the uh, mounders just you know they went straight through rocky areas so there's <coughs> a lot of areas that become harder on machines but I mean thank goodness we got things like reef noders and loaders and what have you to, to fix that up but right, um, yep. I think nitrogen and K have been our biggest um, inputs uh, for the last couple of years on our place and um, P rates have generally been uh, about the same of that sort of 18 to 20 units up front down the tube um, but um, as, as a general rule of thumb the probably the guys that I work with with theirs they've, they've been probably the same if, if N and K have been the probably the limiting um, macro yep. units um, and then you know hitting up with trace elements um, as needed as per tissue tests or uh, saw tests um, provide that information for us to go off. So on that, will you be tissue testing out of these this area, do you think, or yeah. these blue gums? Yeah. Yep, yep, look, I, I do mine. It's just something um, I do for my own interest and just so I know what, you know, our, our patio gives me a reference for, you know, other growers as well to see what, I know our farms are different, but it does give me an indication of what the blue gum properties are like. It's just part of my learning and also yep. that provides me with the values. No point, no point putting stuff out that I don't need. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, some of those burn spots and uh, what's, I suppose what's your strategy for um, where are you going to do your plant sampling? You know, are you going to do just um, go in and do the old W pattern through the paddock or yep. are you going to look at, say, there's an area I noticed there that obviously had some burnt material on it. Would you sample out of that burnt area um, and then outside of that patch as well to get an indication or are you just going to go back to, you know, some spots? Well, we'll just turn that off. Yeah, look, I think um, we we'll probably will go through and do some of those burn areas. I think um, I think with CSPP and, and uh, is what is a FERT view um, and deciphering that nowadays, we, yeah. can, we can really target where we want to um, test and you know their bag system that they've got now. You know, you can you can only te- you only need to test on however many bags that you want, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. so, we'll, look, I will probably do. Yeah, probably good old W pattern on a few areas and then just target a few areas that I'm just interested in. More like, say, the burn as- areas. Yep. And actually, what would be interesting is one of those trash heaps. Um, oh, well, truly. We've sown through one of them. And that's, yeah. 
you know, that, that yeah. would be really interesting to it, find out. It would, just whether it's been an aggregation of nutrients or, you know, mm. it may even be so important to know that you may have an excess of one and yeah. that could be, you know, creating a deficiency in another or low utilisation, I suppose, of yeah. the nutrient that you've applied. Um, talking on Decipher from CSBP, have you um, had a look at this, this area as yet from their latest, you know, I think it's pretty frequent that those satellites going over yeah i had a look with the csbp guys a few weeks ago um just in a general sense and i was quite impressed by mm. how frequent they're going over as long as it's not clouds or i guess but have you had a look at all ben um i haven't for a few weeks no well probably for a month to be honest i've i've had a few um client emails you know coming yep. back in so i can look at theirs but i, I same deal i haven't i've uh, been just more, more so looking at um uh, getting uh, getting herbicides and insecticides out at the moment, but um, it's something I, I do need to sit down and, and so have a little look at, and probably coming weeks. Yeah, I've got um, Dan Glover for our Bunbury um, area. He's one that we keep in close contact with, and is a, a great guy. And, and another guy for any questions um, for the southwest area, if, if people have got questions. And James Easton, yep, as well. You know, yep. the uh, CSB, one of the uh, a very uh, well-respected agronomists, um, full of full of full of knowledge. Um, on nutrition and uh, and this decipher program, so I, I do need to sit down with those guys sometime and and uh, go through it a bit more for my own learning as well. Yeah, no, it'd be really good on a case like this because I was going to ask you, do you uh, when are you going to get the drone up over this yeah. paddock and have a look here, or these paddocks and have a look, mate? Um, need to um, I need to pinch the shops, uh, the CRT that I contract to, um, grab the drone and put the NDVI camera over, and yeah, we do need to. Um, do that probably probably need to do one now actually any time now. yeah pretty good yeah i've got my little uh handheld green seeker out there at the moment i've had a um work experience student with me from manjum up so we've been doing a lot of trial pegging and counting lots of weeds and stuff like that which has been really interesting right yep. you're sitting in the back seat yes very interesting yep <laughs> excellent so that's fantastic year 10 learning the ropes a little bit and um it's been great but we have also got the green seeker and i was just showing a student how that actually works and um yeah just what that can mean but we've obviously got to be able to interpret it because in trial sites weedier mm. plots can sometimes show up with higher ndvi because there's more weeds there and clean plots are often lower so you need to know you can't just sort of remotely do this and go oh it's pretty high there wonder you have to go out and actually truth what that really is going on what's the uh on your your travels whitey what's the weed burdens look like um guys done pretty good knockdowns or there's still a bit of um late weeds and things coming around still a lot of weight late weeds and i guess every rainfall event now we're sort of thinking mm, is there more to come mm. uh it's that timing so i was out in Corrigan earlier this week for example and uh all dry sown up there and but now noticing you know some radish uh cape weed Ryegrass just coming through, silvergrass just always seems to germinate and is always there. It's a pretty persistent one, but um, it's out and about. And I guess, yeah, it's that case of we're talking four-leaf to early tillering crops in the southern part mostly. Not too many tillering really, but this is cereal I'm talking about. And, yeah, so a lot of the growers out there are just waiting at the moment and saying, look, at the moment we don't really want to um, hit the trigger because we know there's going to be more coming if you bust the surface back. A little bit you can see more stuff germinating so i think the next two to three weeks is going to be huge whereas the northern wheat belt i'm hearing massive demands on herbicides up there this year yeah. um like you know the velocities and tiger x jaguar even precept this year getting a huge run really 
Yeah. Lots of Prosulfa carbs and things getting put out as well. Box yeah. of gold. Wasn't there a lot of Prosulfa carb that went out the door? That was pretty short to come by. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's yeah. uh, literal, literal terms. But um, yeah, trying to get those on, and maybe some of that has been that people are just seeing the importance of this early weed control. So it is encouraging that people are getting onto them early. But yeah. with the broad leaves, especially, you know, we don't want to be hitting that trigger too early. So yeah, yeah. all good. No, very much. No, that's interesting, mate. I was curious to know what the uh, the uh, on your travels, well, you know, yep. from a state point of view, how, how weeds and, and things are looking. I have heard that um, there's some disease outbreak. You know, black leg and uh, net blotch is uh, rearing up a bit now at the moment as well on barley. And, and yeah, all. absolutely. So look, yeah, we we're out at uh, out in the Corrigan area. There was some um, got some trial work up there, but even just the crops proper, you know, even barley on barley in some cases and. It's starting to see the volunteers obviously mm. getting loaded up because they don't have any seed treatment on them yeah. or any protection unless it's something put in furrow. But um, that's, yeah, it could explode, I reckon. It's quite an interesting situation at the moment. And then, yeah, the same with the cold weather, small canola crops around, you know, urging people to check that. Bayer has that Crop Alert program, which is based on the Blackleg Spiracle model. Yeah. But cropalert.com.au is a really good one to have a look at too because it can give you those... Um, nice indication of what the risk is like and whether you know fungicide would be worthwhile or not because it's very difficult i reckon to make the call to spray a small uh, canola crop with fungicide but you know there is a lot of pressure there and the genetics aren't really going to handle it it's probably not something not to take your eye off and get good advice on that yeah and the crop alert.com.au has got a lot of good information about those issues in there ben yeah yeah very much no worries well, we're going to um just spin around from the from the uh, the main yards here, Ben, and um, head back to your ute, I guess, and we'll wrap it up for this agronomy from the cab. And we'll um, yeah urge you again to get in touch with us at agronomyfromthecab at gmail.com um, and also via Twitter. And Ben's handle on Twitter was at farmagro1 at farmagro1, and Ben, mine is at photo by CW. Yeah, look, I think it's maybe something on the diseases. We'll have to, maybe we can look into that on the uh, next agronomy from the cab. Absolutely. So diseases in all the crops, agronomy from the cab next time. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you then, Ben. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good to see you, mate. And uh, good to see you uh, and meet you, Corey. Yeah, been great. That's work experience student with us. Now, Ben, when you um, get back home, you've got a fair bit of mud on those boots, mate. Make sure you take them off before you go inside or you'll get in trouble. Will you do that? Oh, absolutely, mate. Have you got any holes in those socks, Ben? No. Well, how do you get your feet in them, then? <laughs> oh, come on, buddy. I think we're going to have to come up with some better jokes, mate. We're going we're to get a too, too much of a ribbing here. That's true. No worries. All right, see you later, everyone. Good to talk to you and get in touch. Don't forget. Yeah, take care and uh, thanks for listening again. See ya. See ya.